Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on a brand new start to a brand new week. Today being Monday, the 5th of September, 2022. So I trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal weekend. And if you're in here in Australia, and particularly if you're in Victoria, uh, you've enjoyed the weekend of AFL football finals. First week, and I've got to say, four finals across the weekend. Absolutely phenomenal games. Even though my team... The mighty Melbourne Demons 2021 Premiers uh, didn't win on Friday night. They played a phenomenal team in Sydney Swans. So, uh, But we finished second on the ladder, so we get to play another game this week. So hopefully the boys can turn it around and we can give ourselves every opportunity of going back-to-back. But that's uh, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge before that happens. So I trust you've had a fantastic weekend and looking forward to jumping into the week and making every post a winner. So as we do every single Start of the working week, always remind that if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please press subscribe on the platform that you're listening to, but also if you're on the Apple platform, of course, just pressing the three little dots on the top of your screen and just press follow. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be digested. And of course, if you can do me a favor as well, if you resonate with the show, please make a comment. Uh, Please give me some feedback on what you like about the show, but also do me a favor of rating the show as well because it does make it a lot easier for other people who are finding or wanting to find information on sales and sales leadership to more readily find the podcast on the various podcasting platforms. So that's uh, if you can do that, that would be tremendous. So as we kick into a brand new week, uh, I posted on LinkedIn last night and the post was all about your sales team being a direct reflection of you. Now, this is uh, this often plays out, and I've got to say, a lot of sales leaders I work with, uh, and it's not just sales leaders, by the way, a lot of leaders that I work with uh, are not necessarily, how do I say this, as emotionally intelligent as perhaps they'll give you the impression that they are. Uh, and their level of self-awareness and their level of social awareness is not at the level that it could be. So there's a lot of lot of room for improvement for many, many leaders. And often I'll be brought in to work with an organization, work with a team, whether it be a sales team or an operations team. And often the, the remit or the requirement is, hey, my team needs some sales skills. They need some presentation skills. They need to improve their persuasion and influencing. They need to learn how to pitch more effectively. Uh, I need you to teach them to be better negotiators. And uh, which is all well and good, more than happy to do that. And I absolutely love working with teams and helping them unleash their potential to help them get better, which I know it's going to affect the bottom line of the business. But what's really intriguing with a lot of these organizations is the leader is not necessarily involved in the training, in the session, in the webinar, whatever the case might be. And often I'll have people within the team ask the question, hmm, wonder why Jim's not here? Oh, how come Sally's not doing this? And really intriguingly, I just finished doing a, a leadership program for a large Australian organization. And many of those leaders were asking the question uh, along the lines of, hey, is my senior leader doing this program? Uh, and it's a really interesting question because whilst the leaders are dedicated to constant endeavoring and improvement and they want to help their own teams, often their senior leaders or their one-ups or two-ups are not necessarily part of the program and it sometimes causes a little bit of a disconnect to the point where 
the questions start to come forward in terms of just simple things like, well, if we're doing a leadership program or if I'm doing a, a, a presentation session with a group, there are certain words and certain languages and certain inflections that we use in that particular session that would be great if the senior leaders were involved because they're the ones that really have to keep this alive moving forward. So I'm only in there for maybe a few hours or a day or a couple of days, depending on the size of the program, but the leaders are going to be there moving forward. And how do we start to drive this accountability if the senior leaders or the one-up leaders are not involved in the program and simply saying, hey, my team needs this or my team needs that? So I want you to think about this as we begin the week and just just really reflect on the fact that is my team, from my perspective, is my team a reflection of me? And if you really sit down and analyze that, you'll find that it actually is correct and it's true. As hard as it might be to face sometimes, it's uh, it's actually quite, quite true and it plays out all the time. And hence there's two sides of this. On the one hand, it could be really challenging because you look at your team and think, oh my God, my team is dysfunctional, they're not performing whatever the case might be, or you look at your team and say, oh my God, I've got, a, I've got a team full of absolute rock stars. They are unbelievable. Either way, they are a direct reflection of you. So first and foremost, if you think about as a sales leader, are you satisfied with the level of effort and the output from your team? Now, I've talked about a lot uh, the fact that many, many sales leaders, unfortunately, manage their team by absence, and they do not place emphasis and focus on being visible. Their idea of leadership is to sit behind a desk, maybe behind a closed door, looking at spreadsheets, going through the CRM system, managing forecasts, managing expectations of the senior leaders, or managing upwards, not spending the time with their team. So if there's a level of effort that appears to be missing from the team, chances are the sales leader is not being as visible. They're not spending enough time with their team, and they're not driving the standards of their team. So when the, uh, and often it's been said, when the cat is away, the mice come out to play. So first and foremost, as a sales leader, we've got to spend a lot more time focusing where our attention needs to be. And I've got to say, it is not on analyzing reports, spreadsheets, doing upward forecasts. It is spending time with your team and driving the standards that you expect to play out within your team. When you also look at your team, are they making every post a winner? And that doesn't mean every single opportunity they convert to business, but are they actually making progress and moving the opportunities forward? Are they continuing to build relationships? Are they continuing to engage with internal and external stakeholders so as to make progress towards a tangible outcome for the business? Or are there significant areas for improvement? How engaged are they as a group, but also how engaged are they individually? What's their peer communication like? How do they communicate with key stakeholders? How do they communicate with you? And do they drive accountability within the team? And that accountability, of course, includes driving responsibility, providing feedback, and encouraging people. Are they there for the team or are they there for themselves? And when you look at them in action, what sort of standards do they demonstrate? What sort of behaviors do they demonstrate? And what do you think their attitude is? Now, we've talked many times on the podcast about the importance of creating a great environment. And that great environment is based on a bedrock of trust. And this is a, this is a key element of today's episode in that your team is a reflection of you. So it starts with what sort of levels of trust exist within the team. Now, we know that uh, Patrick Lencioni has done a huge amount of work on the five dysfunctions of a team. And a team that is highly dysfunctional has an absence of trust as the foundation stone of that team. Now, as a leader, if we create an environment where there is distrust or lack of trust, then people are going to uh, not 
have that robust conversation. They're not going to drive accountability. They're not going to have the conversation because there's going to be a fear of conflict because they'll be more concerned about how they're going to be perceived and what sort of response they're going to get rather than doing the right thing. And this is a direct reflection of the environment that's been created by, guess what, the leader. So when there's a lack of trust, when there's an absence of trust, people are less likely to want to have a robust conversation, which then translates into a lack of commitment. When there's a lack of a commitment, there's also an avoidance of accountability. And when there's an avoidance of accountability, now people are playing their own game, not necessarily playing a team game. There's now an inattention to results. So as a sales leader, if I'm looking at the results and I said, this is why I asked the question, are you satisfied with the level of effort right now with your sales team? Are you also happy with the level of results that are actually generating right now as a sales team? And if the answer to that question is no, then we need to ask ourselves the question, not so much what is my team doing or not doing. The first question I've got to ask myself as a leader is what am I doing or not doing to create this environment where that result is taking place within my environment. And it'll be well worth the exercise of going through the five dysfunctions of a team that Patrick Lencioni put together and then thinking about, well, do I have an absence of trust? Is there a level of conflict that people are avoiding within the team? So they're not prepared to have the conversation. They're biting their tongue rather than saying what it is they need to say because of fear of ramification. Is there a lack of commitment, which can translate often into a reduction in discretionary effort? And when there's a lack of effort, there's also an avoidance of accountability or a lack of accountability where, hey, I'm more interested in what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily concerned about what my team's doing. So the team doesn't win and therefore the results are not where we want it to be. So whether we like it or not, and many sales leaders either don't understand this or they refuse to accept this, that the sales team is and always will be a reflection of them. Now, this applies to every single aspect, whether it be planning, whether it be tactics, whether it be the strategies we put in place, whether it be the communication that we have, whether it be face-to-face communication or the written communication. It's also in behaviors and in attitude. And what we need to do as sales leaders is really ask ourselves the question and constantly ask this question, hey, am I being the model of excellence that I want to see within my team? And I must say, from experience and from working with a lot of leaders over the last few years, this is a very challenging conversation to have and a very difficult question for many to, many people to ask themselves because they're not necessarily wanting to face the real truth. Because if the answer is, if I, if I see a level of dysfunction within my team, what a great leader will do is first and foremost, they'll ask the question, what have I done or not done to create that environment where that dysfunction has played out? It's not apportioning blame to the individual. And look, there's always going to be exceptions because you might have some people who are just not playing the game irrespective of that. But let's put those people to the side. For all intents and purposes, the environmental factors that you see play out will be a direct reflection of the environment that we as leaders create. And that'll come, that'll come out in the behaviors, it'll come out in the conversations, it'll come out in the results within the team. So fundamentally, if we are not happy with the results our team are getting, then we've got to ask ourselves the question, what am I doing or not doing that's leading to those results? And this is one of the key reasons as to why this is all about emotional intelligence, because great leaders, exceptional leaders will realize that it is not their team that is the problem or the challenge or the issue. It is actually the person who's looking back at them in the mirror who is the problem, the challenge, the issue. And by the way, is also the opportunity. So if you've been listening to the podcast, last week I recorded one that talked about the habits that help sales leaders become exceptional. And uh, as part of this, it's about if, if you're not quite sure about what's playing out within your team, or you're not quite sure what the, some of the habits you need to develop 
that will enable your team to increase their level of discretionary effort and enhance their level of output, then I highly encourage you to go and listen to that episode. But at a really high level, the 10 habits I talked about was first and foremost, self-awareness, then the clarity of communication, making sure our communication is absolutely crystal clear, especially our listening capabilities, making sure that we as leaders do some reflection and make sure that we make reflection a disciplined part of our, of our working week, having the courage to have the conversation, having the courage sometimes to have the conversation, which may be quite difficult, but having it anyway because it's the right thing to do, making sure that we're focusing our effort rather than focusing on managing upwards and managing our own career upwards and managing our profile upwards, let's actually focus on creating opportunities to serve the team. So it's really about being a servant leader and looking to bring servitude into everything we do, which means prioritizing time with the team, not prioritizing time with your senior leaders. The next one is focus, being uh, focused on constant and never-ending improvement, making sure also that you allocate time and conscious time on professional and personal development, also make sure there's level of physical exercise and mental breaks that you build into your daily agenda. Make sure that you are constantly approachable and visible. And that's probably one of the biggest ones that I see uh, not being done really well. As I said before at the start of this at this episode, many leaders believe that the best way to lead is through being absent, which is not the case. And then above all else, as leaders, we need to be a le- have a level of humility with everything we do. Now, I know with all of these habits that have been formed, then there's probably a whole host of other ones you can add to this list as well. I know that if we actually focus our attention as leaders onto these habits and build some conscious competence around these habits, then very quickly the team will start to become a much clearer and much better, much more optimistic, much more productive reflection of us. So it's one thing to talk a good game. It's another thing entirely to walk a good game. So as we begin the week and as we come to a close of this first episode of the week, I'm imploring you, I'm challenging you, I'm edifying you, and I'm certainly encouraging you to become a lot more conscious and a lot more uh, intentional of the example that you want to set for your team and be that example. I guarantee that when you do that, you'll see the right results play out right before your very eyes. So instead of focusing on what are some of the bad things that are happening within your team, instead of being particularly critical of certain individuals, because I know it's it's quite easy to do that because you'll see something happen in a meeting, you'll see somebody speak to another person in a way that's probably against the, I guess, the ground rules we've set, uh, by all means still have the conversation because that means you've got to have the courage to have that conversation. But the first and foremost thing to think about is hey, what have I done as a leader to create an environment where that person feels that is okay or that is acceptable? And if we can do that as a leader with everything, and if we understand that the sales team is and always will be a direct reflection of us, then we are in a much better position to control not only our own thinking, but our own behaviors, our own attitude and the things we do. And also we're in a much better position to now handle the things that happen in front of our eyes. Because what we're seeing is literally our behaviors playing out in our team. So I hope that message makes sense. It's it's something that I've had to work on for many, many years, and it's certainly something I'm continuing to work on because even uh, even as recently as last week, I saw some stuff play out that I thought, hmm, not that great, but I had to sit back and think about what was it that I was doing that led to that, that I saw that playing out. And lo and behold, I found something that I wasn't doing that was resulting in actions playing out in front of me which actually was a direct reflection of me. So uh, we are always a work in progress, and that's what makes leadership and certainly sales leadership so exciting and so uh, so uh, so addictive for many of us. So 
I greatly appreciate you plugging in to this episode, the first episode of the Working Week, September the 5th, 2022. And a quick reminder that when you're ready to work together because you're fully committed to taking your leadership to the exceptional level, you know there's just another level to get to within your leadership and helping the process your team become exceptional in what they do, then let's get on a call and have a conversation about what that program looks like, map out a plan and start executing that plan as early as this week. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have that conversation, and uh, let's get ready to rumble. So very much looking forward to that conversation, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.